0: flyweight champion of the world
2: this is fast eddie chambers and you're listening to the box Hard podcast with my main man joey cosmo Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 233 of the Box Hard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Coastman. I'm joined this week by the undefeated heavyweight slash cruiserweight prospect, I'd say, Mr. Hassim Reckman Jr. Hassim, welcome back on the show. How are you, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm gold-blooded. You know what it is, man. Make sure y'all tap into Joey podcast and enjoy the show.
2: For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, let's start with you. Where are you right now, um, you know, in terms of your career? Obviously, undefeated, all fights have been at heavyweight, but you're, you're kind of looking down at cruiserweight a little bit. Um, where's your head at right now?
1: Right now, I see that, uh, you know, boxing is, uh, obviously boxing is on the pause. I got uh, no no uh, job. No boxer has a job right now. We can't fight, you um, the, the, the the job inside of that, inside of not being able to fight, is to maintain yourself and stay in shape. And um throughout my career I have struggled to maintain uh over two hundred and twenty pounds, even though I've tried, but it's been a it's been a, it's been a constant battle. And um I feel like the uh, the, the the competition level is something that I, I'm at the top of at the cruiserweight division. I can compete with the best and I feel like uh with more fights and more experience under my, my belt, my weight will continue to drop. And uh, we'll be we'll be battling for a cruiserweight world title. That's my dream. My dream is to become a world champion. And uh, if I can do it at cruiserweight and do it at heavyweight, that'll be a, a, a that'll be my 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 hall of fame credentials. I will to be a two division world champion and get my respect in the sport that that I know I'm gonna earn. And um, I know I can make I know I can make cruiserweight the weight limit. That's not a problem. So why not go down there, cause havoc, get some big money fights. Get some big knockouts, bring some bring some big attention to the cruiserweight division because uh, there's other heavyweights that have that have talked about going to Cruiserweight as well. Uh, a fight that I'm very interested in. Uh, Deontay Wilder. He he mentioned going to Cruiserweight. I meet Deontay Wilder at Cruiserweight and then if you don't like the way that fight went out, we can do it again at heavyweight. So it's uh there's a lot of a lot of big money fights at Cruiserweight. I think for me, being uh Hassan Rockman Jr. world champion, um I have a following in Las Vegas. Have a following in Baltimore City. Have a following out of California, out of uh, Mexico, out of Southern Texas. It's uh, is only going to continue to grow the more the more I keep fighting, and the more I expand my career and show the world my skills. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I want to be able to say that I'm a world champion, and that uh, I was one of the best to do it. And
2: Hassim, obviously, you, you know, you, you talk a lot about cruiserweight there. Your next fight, in all honesty, um, obviously, again, with this situation that everyone's kind of staying indoors, um, you know, not everyone is being able to train as freely as usual. Your next fight, do you see it being at heavyweight or being at
1: cruiser? I see my, my next fight, my next maybe two to three fights will maybe be at heavyweight. Okay. Um, this cruiserweight, Chase, this is not something that, that that needs to be done overnight. This is not something that needs to be done in my next fight. This is something that I have I have a goal. I set my eyes on it. When uh when I get to to when it gets a time and I I I can get a fight at cruiserweight that'll give me rank, it only makes sense to go ahead and take that fight. Um at heavyweight, I feel like I would be one of the obviously one of the smaller guys, but um I felt my speed, my power my movement is uh is definitely major factors in the heavyweight division. My defense, um, going down to cruiserweight, it'd be a whole different type of fighter. And um, I can only thank my dad for for putting me with different uh, trainers and putting me through the whole every amateur program, every great coach that you could pretty much think of that we had access to. I train with, and um, that'll allow me to adapt my style at cruiserweight, where I'll be throwing more punches. And um, I'll probably be doing the the running down instead of the moving because I'll be one of the bigger guys at Cruiserweight. Um, I've met some of the bigger Cruiserweights and um, they, they're not too much bigger than me. So um, if if bigger than me at all. I mean, Alexander Usyk, he wasn't bigger than me. He was just taller. He was a little taller than me. So um, with that being said, I feel like uh, Usyk's a great fighter. I do feel like um, I, I can beat him. I do feel like I can beat Anybody that was at the cruiserweight division, anybody that was at the heavyweight division, that's that's how I'm supposed to, supposed to think. So if I can make cruiserweight, why wouldn't I want to go down like a great, like the great Evander Holyfield, who was two-division world champion? Why wouldn't I want to go down like uh, David Hay? David Hay was a two-division world champion. These guys uh, were, were not the biggest heavyweight, but their speed, their movement, their, their punch value gave people problems, even the biggest of people. Holyfield came and knocked out Mike Tyson from the Cruiserweight division. So anything can be done if you put your mind to it. I have the best team in boxing. Uh, Hasim Rockman, my head coach, my sports marketing team, B-Death, and everybody that's a part of um, the the Hasim Rockman Jr. title chase is uh, greatly appreciated. And um, I definitely want to, like I said, give a huge shout-out to my dad, Hasim Rockman, and my sports marketing team, B-Death.
2: Shout out to b deaf. I've got my hoodie in the other room. Um, I, I, I want to mention there. You, you, you uh, yeah, that's 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 what I was going to say. Obviously, you know, you talk about the the dream to become a world champion. Of course, it is. You want to do it at cruiserweight. You want to do it at heavyweight. Not many people, um, you know, have managed to to to, to do that. Um, where does this? this belief come from, Hassim? I know where it comes from, but I'm just saying some people may listen and say, yeah, okay, you know, your dad was a great fighter. He'd become a heavyweight world champion. Um, but where does this come from? You know, you're 9-0, and haven't really boxed any any known names just yet, 4KOs. But I know you've done sparring with some good fighters. I don't know if you want to talk about any of it. Um, what can you tell us? Who, who can you tell us that you've sparred and um, held your own against?
1: Um, I mean... I mean the biggest the biggest name I could say right now um what well, the biggest guy I could say is Colbert Pruitt he's about to fight for a world title I'm pretty sure he's gonna give Anthony Joshua a good run for his money but you know I gave him a, a good run for his money and this is when I only had three or four fights and um I I just I've never been uh I'm not gonna say never I haven't been uh uh, uh outclassed in the ring by many by very many people um when you're outclassed in the ring You feel it, you know, like, man, I'm not on this guy's level. I feel like the, the, the way that I was raised, I was raised to watch a a man bring his life from nothing, bring his life from the streets. And it's not like I wasn't there watching him put in the work, watching him do what he do and go get, he put his mind to it and he got a world title. It's the proof is in the pudding you put your mind to anything. You can do it. I believe in myself. I don't need nobody else to believe in me. I got my dad. I got B-Deaf behind me. I know that we are going places. I know that when I get in there and it's my turn, I'm going to bite down and I'm going to put on all my skills, everything I've learned since I was a kid. And uh, it, it, it it don't really, it doesn't really, you know, you can't really feed into too much into people saying, oh, well, you know, your dad was a great fighter, but you won't be much. Hey, what does history show us? History shows us that. Look at, look at Marvish Frazier. Look at Tommy Morrison's son. These, 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 Look at uh uh George Foreman's son. And I don't I don't mean any shade by that, but I'm just saying this is a hard thing to do. Boxing is a hard sport to, 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 to become great in. And um I, I know what's ahead of me. I know what I have to overcome and I, I've seen it. And on top of that, I've seen my peers do it. The people that I grew up with are world champions right now. My my class my class of, of, of who I was fighting with in the amateurs, these guys are the guys that are just racking up world titles right now. So um, people who know my history, they know I had a minor setback, but I'm back, and um, I'm right behind those guys. I, I feel like my talent level is, if not above, right with there. So if, there's no reason for me not to at least compete at the world level uh, at the world level uh, 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 stage. So once I get there, all I have to do is be Hassan Rockin. And shock the world. And um when 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 it's my turn again, I'll show them that Hassan Rockman Jr. is a better version of Hassan Rockman. And then after me, it'll be Sharif Rockman. And then after him, it'll be Hassan Rockman. And the Rockman legacy will continue and continue to be a, a factor in the in the boxing world, regardless of who has a problem with it. And
2: obviously in this quarantine time, you know, a lot of us have been have been um you know, left to, to just really go on YouTube and watch back old fights. I know that you've been, you know, asking people on Twitter and stuff like that, give me a fight I should go back and look at. Give me a fight I should go back and score. Um, you've, you've done it. You've done it pretty much every day. You've been posting your scores on various different fights. Which fights have you, um, you know, most enjoyed watching back over and rescoring?
1: It, it's funny because two, com- two fights come to mind. And it's uh, Lennox Lewis versus Holyfield. And the rematch, those fights were um, were amazing performances, in, in my opinion, by Lennox Lewis. I mean, both fights, I thought he won very wide. I don't I don't understand the controversy behind these fights. It was he he, he put on a tremendous display of boxing ability in in both fights. I, I thought that the, the man just showed you how to be a heavyweight, how to be the heavyweight champ. In, in both fights, especially the first one. I think that was like just, just clearly uh, a robbery. And then, um, the second one was, 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 was it, I thought, I thought holy Holyfield won two rounds, maybe three, if you give him the last round. So, uh, I, I think that those fights, and I'm, I'm glad that people asked me to get those fights because, you know, I have a, I have a different eye for how I score the fights and it's been lining up with a lot of, of the top judges that are, that are, uh, that are in boxing right now. So, um, it's given me a better understanding of the game, giving me a better understanding of time management in the round and um, what punches are, are the best scoring shots. And it's it's, it's just been an, another way for me to study and to develop my game while while we're in the quarantine. And I, I, I plan on continuing to, to score fights when we get out, w- whenever the quarantine is over. But, I mean, why not spend my time watching boxing, the sport that I love, and scoring it the way that I will be scored uh, in, in the meantime while well,
2: we can't do anything and i see you know you're 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 using twitter to 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 your advantage lately obviously i, I think when we probably first ever did an interview i don't even think you I don't even think you had a twitter or if you did you you didn't really use it much um, now you seem to be, you know, like I say, interacting with people about old fights, stuff like that. But I read a tweet that you that you sent out the other day, um, basically, you know, saying that you'd like to fight in the future, Tommy McCarthy. I remember reading it and thinking, why? How? Like, what made you wanna wanna fight Tommy McCarthy of all people? And how did you even find him?
1: <laughs> I'm a boxing geek, man. I, I love boxing. I love the sport. So. Um, when I do my research, I I I don't really do it. So w- it wasn't anything personal with Tommy. I'll be his ass. I'll tell you that much. But um, w- what it was is he holds a version of the WBC, uh, uh, uh like a, a minor title at the cruiserweight level. So it wasn't just Tommy Makachi. It was whoever would have had that title. That's the title that you get to get in line to fight for the big one, which is held by. A- I forget his name is like he he's an African. He just won the title um elagba I- or something like that. F yeah F yeah title so it's no, like
2: was no, um the heavyweight. What am I talking about?
1: No, um, no, 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 he's a heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. It's a it's a it's a, a cruise I think his name's Martin Elagba, I, I, I forget his name exactly. Do you know that's um
2: yeah, that's um the guy that Tony Bell you knocked out. What's his name? He um,
1: fought yeah, he's he, Tony Do Bell. Do you know who that is? Do you
2: know who that actually is? No, I don't. That's Martin Bacone's brother. You know that,
1: right? That's an awesome fight. I would love to fight. I would love to take his belt.
2: No, but that is that's that is actually... Is he trained by Billy Nelson? No, no, he's not trained by Billy Nelson, but that is actually his blood brother. It's not... They're actually blood brothers. they got the same surname. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know that, but yeah. They actually relate. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, well... That would be that would be you know a, a awesome fight. There's a backstory to it. You know my my team's gonna be there. We're gonna be there uh, wherever the fight may take place. And like I said, Tom McCarthy, I, I, I just he's just in the way. That's it. I mean, if there's a fight at cruiserweight, like I said earlier, if there's a fight at cruiserweight, that makes sense. Four or five fights from that, it would be that one. That one would put me into into at least another fight that would be for a mandatory spot. I'm not coming to Cruiserweight to play games and to climb rankings. I'm coming to Cruiserweight to make, a a a vicious, vicious splash. And, um, if Tommy McCarthy has to be the first, the first one to go out the Cruiserweight rankings, then it just, so that's just, that's just what it is. Um, I, I've been like, I've, I've been telling you, Dre, I've been wanting to come overseas and display my skills so that I can show the world that this is real. And, um, Tom McCarthy would be in for a hell of a, a, a beating if if they put us in that square circle. And um, like I said before, it wasn't nothing personal where I just picked him. He holds, he, he's a, he's he's a, he's a version of the, of the champion of the, of the world boxing council. I want that green belt. I'm coming for that green belt. And anybody in that way is just is, is a casualty of war.
2: Now that's a fight I'd love to see for sure. Um, Talking of fights, though, that that I'd love to see, I want to ask you about some of the fights you'd like to see um, take place in 2020. I mean, it's it's seeming like, you know, this whole virus, you know, we all as as a globe really underestimated, I think, the severity of it. Um, you know the lockdowns and the the quarantines have just extended and extended the death rate is just climbing by the day it's scary times um we're not sure when you know when when it's going to be okay to stage a boxing event so it's looking like probably most fighters are going to i mean it's even it's even crazy to give this this uh prediction but it's looking like probably if you're lucky you might you might get to fight once in the year of 2020 by the way things are looking um you know, the, the, the good thing, dare I say good thing, is that all of these fighters now are kind of on the same timeline, you know, like there's guys that boxed just before the virus, you know, started spreading all over the world. Those guys now have myself. been out of the ring.
1: Yeah, the, I just fought before, you, the virus before the virus. Exactly.
2: So there's a lot of guys now that are, are all kind of equally as in, as inactive as each other, you know? So um, everyone's kind of on the same timeline. There's no mm-hmm. real reason why straight away we can't see some some big fights. Um, what are some of the fights you'd like to see, though, in a realistic world in 2020? Any division?
1: I'd like to see Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. I'd like to see Who wins that uh, one, Wilder and Fury 3. i um, which one, Fury, Joshua? I think Fury wins. I think Fury. I think Fury wins. I think. I think that Fury can only be beaten by by maybe a couple heavyweights out there, and I think that he's smart enough not to fight him, and um, namely Michael Hunter. I don't think he can beat Michael Hunter. They've already fought. He knows that uh, Michael Hunter is is just as much a student as himself, and um, he knows that Deontay Wilder and Joshua are not. So uh uh with all due respect these men are champions these men are world champions they all are great fighters they all they all deserve tremendous amount of credit um i just think that i just think that michael stands out as the best he he i don't think that they can they can hit him i don't think that they can touch him enough and as frequently as they want to and um i believe that uh mike brought his b game or maybe b minus game to the Pavekin fight and when when he brings his a game it's just, it's just, it's it's a sight to see. It's a sight to see for the whole boxing world. But, um, as far as uh, more fight, i like to see Canelo fight, uh, Demetrius Andrade. Uh, I would like to see, uh, Charlo and Harrison fight again. Um, I would like to see, uh, Spence fight. I- I'd love to see Spence in action. Obviously, Spence and Crawford is what everybody wants to see. I'd love to see Spence and, uh, Brooke go at it again, um, uh, which I believe Spencer will, will prevail. Yeah, and um, I, I definitely, definitely want to see uh, Danny Garcia in action. And um, going lower, I know uh, Keith Hunter is making a splash at the at the 140 division. And um, obviously, man, the lightweight division, Javante Davis, uh, Robert Easter, t- t- oh, my goodness, Devin, the Dream, Haney, which I believe is the next superstar in boxing. And then um you got another superstar in boxing, Shakur Stevenson. Uh you, you you got of course you got Sharif Rockman. Uh all these fighters are fighters that I wanna see in twenty twenty. And that um if if we can't see him in twenty twenty, I wanna see these guys go at it in twenty twenty one. Jerron Ennis, uh uh it's, it's just so many fighters that TFMO I love to watch. Lopez. And um, you know, I wanna see what big T.F.M.O. Lopez. I I wish that he would have he would've had a few more fights before he jumped in the fight in Loma, but I want to see that fight. And, um, I want to see how big baby does when, when he's clean. And, um, th- these are, these are, these are just, just a few of the fights that I would want to see. Um, at cruiserweight, I love to see, uh, British and Dorticos. So that was, that's going to be a, that's going to be a great fight. And then, uh, I also, um, there's one more Baval and I believe his name is Shimonar. Uh, I, I, I definitely, or B bf yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe one one of the two. I know there's a big fight. I think it's I think it's B to B F and, and Baval that are supposed to fight. And know, um, these these are all great fights. I can't wait to see. And um, I want to see somebody make a comeback. I want to see somebody in the boxing world make a comeback because that hasn't happened in a while in boxing. So if uh somebody could could you know jump back out the out the what was he what, what would seem to be the fire. Um, such as uh, Chris Pearson. I say Chris Pearson, who was who was hot, and um, he suffered two defeats. I want to see somebody put them defeats behind them and come in, and show the world that they are a champion, whether they have a loss or not, uh, just just like Tony Harrison did. Um, he had two losses. He came in, and he, he he came back. The comeback story, I love a comeback story. My father had two losses when he knocked out. So it was two, two, two knockout losses, one of them being – pretty pretty bad so for a fighter to be able to fight that and put that behind them and um to uh uh uh, climb the ladder to their stair to uh being a world champion that that i would love to see that again and um uh, people being counted out just like helenius against uh kawanaki that was a that was a, a, a a a tremendous tremendous uh upset and um I was happy for uh, for Heleneas. I was in the building that day, and I could feel it. Before the fight, they were showing that man no love. They were, they, they were being rude. They, they, the, fans, the Polish fans were being rude. And I have never been in a crowd that was so shocked. I've never, no matter what sport, I've been to basketball games, football games, soccer, hockey, you name it. I've been there. I've never seen a crowd that shocked as they were in the Barclays that night. I'm talking about pure silence. When, when Kawanaki was stopped, they went silent. And that's what I love about boxing, because you have to fight the fights. You, 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 nobody wins when 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 before the fight starts. Every one of my, my fights, I had to go out there and win. Every one of every boxer's fights, they had to go out there and win it. Um, that's the beauty of boxing, and uh, I, I love a comeback story. I would love to see somebody who's counted out in this boxing game. I would love to see them work through this quarantine and, and go get a world title. That would be a great story.
2: David Hay. No, I'm joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if David Hay want to come back, I'm right here. Um,
2: I think we might see Sergio Martinez I would love to come
1: back. I love that, that. That's
2: actually something... You said who? Sergio Martinez, former middleweight champion.
1: Sergio Martinez? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if his knees going to hold up. His knees was like very frail when he was when he was active i mean you'll go through i i i I don't know i don't know how how you can when it comes to injuries like that it's like those are injuries that are reoccurring and they're tough injuries to get over so um i don't know about Sergio martinez but like i said i would love to see somebody come back and if somebody want to come back at the heavyweight division or cruiserweight division my door is wide open so um I, i would love to to make a splash and um there was there's been talks of me fighting some guys that who are, who are done with their careers, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to fight a Roy Jones Jr. I mean, why well, well, I want to fight Roy Jones Jr. at this stage in my career? Um, he's clearly done. I'm clearly on the rise. That's not a. That's not something I want on my record where I took advantage. And um, I, I just. I just want to want to want to maintain uh, the the energy that I have now, where I'm full speed ahead. And uh, I'm taking on all, all challenges to be a world champion, and I want to see every every fighter come out of this quarantine like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, talking of comebacks, I, I'd love to see Frankie Gomez make a comeback, man. Whatever happened to Frankie Gomez? A brilliant fighter.
1: Oh yeah, that's my guy.
2: Yeah. What happened to him? Do you yes,
1: know? yes. I, I I fought with Frankie a lot. No, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Frankie.
2: Uh, it's a real shame. Um, but yeah, mo- moving on. Um, let's talk about the 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 current heavyweight. Division, Hassim. Um, who would you? How would you rank? From, you can either do a top five or a top ten if you really want. um Yeah, how do you see it from number one to number ten right now in the heavyweights?
1: Okay, I could do a, a, a top five. uh Now, when it comes to ranking these fighters, I'm not going to rank them based on what the what the sanctioning bodies say or who the, the sanctioning bodies think is. Is is number one. I'm gonna give you my top five heavyweights, which would be Michael Hunter, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Alexander Usyk, and then uh, I'll have to say Anthony Joshua. So you, say- I would have to say Anthony Joshua. So yeah, Hunter Fury, Hunter Fury. Uh, what I say? Did I say Usyk? You said wilder, then Joshua, Anthony, sure. and who else? Wilder, okay, yeah, yeah, that's how I would say. I would say uh, Hunter, Fury, Wilder, Usik. That's how I would put the top five.
2: See, a lot of people, though, would and say. And then
1: Wilder and Usik are kind of independent.
2: I was just going to say, um, Usik, obviously, you know, he's had that one fight against Chaz Witherspoon. Is that enough to to rate him higher than the likes of Dillian White, higher than the likes of Lewis Ortiz, even, and these
1: guys? My rankings going who I would think I, who I would think will win if they were in a fight. Yeah. So Michael Hunter's at the top. I think he beats Tyson Fury, but I think Tyson Fury beats Usyk. But I, uh, 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 I obviously think he beats Wilder. But Usyk and Wilder, like I said, they're interchangeable because that's a great fight. That's a great fight to see. It's a great fight to see Usyk versus Wilder. Can, can he can he hold up to that to that power long enough to win the decision? A lot of people might think so. A lot of people might think he can last twelve rounds, especially giving what Tyson Fury just did, and um, Anthony Joshua, he just showed he has another dimension to his game, so I'm just waiting to see him fight again, and he'll probably climb the rankings even higher. Um, right now, I think that Usyk would, would have the advantage because I don't think that he would be able to do to Usyk what he did to Andrew Ruiz in the rematch, and uh, I, I just don't know which Anthony Joshua would show up. That's the only reason why I put him in the fifth place, and um, yeah, Ortiz, great fighter, Great fighter, but I don't think he beats anybody in my top five. Ruiz, great fighter, but I don't think he beats any in my top five. Um, a close, a close number six would, would be Povetkin, and then uh, behind Pavekin, I would probably put I would probably put Ruiz or uh, or uh, 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 Joseph Parker. Mm. Um, the, the, these guys are, are tremendous heavyweights. They're, they're very very good. They're very skilled and they—they've all competed at a high level. So, I—I um, I, I definitely would love to see that mix up right there. That—that that top five right there, if they could get it in somehow, that would be—that would be. Boxing would be very, very satisfied.
2: See, I'd love to see a lot of these fights because you know uh, most people would say the top three heavyweights, and this—this this isn't mine. This is just most people would say top three heavyweights: Wilder, Fury, Joshua in in any in any order, under that though you've got the likes of Hunter, the likes of Pavekin, the likes of Pulev, the likes of White, the likes of Parker, the likes of Altis, um Ruiz. You know, if, if really? they did some tournament there, it'd just be incredible because there's so many great fights. You know, they may not be, oh, yeah. you know, everyone's.
1: Can you imagine? Yeah. Can because, you imagine a WB, can, can you imagine a WBSS at the at the heavyweight division? It'd be good, man. it'd
2: be good, but man. but you know, because it it'd, it wouldn't involve it wouldn't involve any of the champions, though, so that's probably why they wouldn't be interested in it. You know,
1: mm, yeah, I don't know why wouldn't it? Nah, I just think because they're already they already off.
2: Man. Yeah, I think you know, Wilder, obviously being with 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 our Heyman, I don't think they've put any of their fighters in this be tournament. Please. Yeah. Um, Fury, obviously, you know, no. he's a big star right now, you know, I don't think Aaron would want to put him in that tournament, and, um, you know, the World Boxing Super Series, just in general, seems to be, you know, they, 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 they seem to target guys that don't have massive profiles, they can be massive, massively great fighters, but commercially, their commercial values never really top draw, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. I understand. What like you're like saying. a
1: UFC, and you at the heavyweight know? division, everybody that everybody that's at the top is has, has a high profile. Yeah, I mean, exactly. everybody that's a champion, you have a high profile. Being heavyweight champion of the world, I think that comes with it. Sure. But like like you said, being cruiserweight champion of the world, they didn't have as high profile, so they was able to get the best guy.
2: Exactly. Even like a like a Inoue, he's a massive which star was, in the, Japan. But you know, in Europe, in America, stuff like that, Inuyu is not a massive name. You know, it's like that. Right. Um, again, dropping down a couple a couple notches, you, you, you say you're, you're a boxing geek. Um, I don't feel like you have to be much of a geek to know these two. It's a fight that we all expected we'd see in April. It's been pushed back to July the 11th um, in, in London. Again, there's, you know, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty if that fight will even happen on that date with the way things are going. But if we do get to see it at some stage... Joe Joyce Daniel Dubois has him talk to me about that one. <laughs>
1: That's a great fight, man. That's a great fight. I give uh I'm gonna give Joe Joyce the advantage though because because he's bigger and he has more experience uh in the ring. He has more experience in the ring. Um I think that that'll, that'll come into play unless Dubois can land one of those bombs and I I I don't see him landing a bomb on the big guy that'll, that'll be big enough to put him down in the early rounds. I think that um, Joe Joyce has a tremendous work rate, tremendous punch output. And um, like I said, he has well-level experience. I I will pick Joyce, but I wouldn't be surprised if DuBall if came out with a knockout.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people share that same view. Um, another fight that, again, has been pushed back, um, I think the latest on it, it was supposed to be taking place um, May the... I think it was made a second in Manchester. It's now been pushed back to, uh, I think it is July the 4th at the minute. Again, no real, you know, no real surety that it will, that it will take place. But Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin. I know that you are of the small
1: percentage
2: that um, that favor Povetkin quite highly in that one, Hassim.
1: Yeah, I don't think, I don't know how. I mean, I definitely favor Povetkin in that fight. Um, like I said, I, I've I've been to a lot of boxing matches. I've seen a lot of fights. I seen Dillian White White's last performance, and I seen Alexander pervekin's last performance. Obviously, I was in the corner of the the, the opposite the opposite side. Uh, Alexander pervekin even after his losses to the elite, he never he never blew up in weight. He never took time off. He's been so consistent throughout his entire career. He, he remains in tremendous shape. And um, I just feel like Dillian White doesn't. He is a much overweight. His his balance is going to be off. His speed's going to be off. He, 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 I, I just think that um, he won't be able to move around Pavekin, have him looking for anything. He's going to be right there to find. I don't think that that's a uh, that's a, 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 a a hard perfecting considering the fact that he just got done in a in a chess match, I don't think that he he would um he would be he would be picking his brain much to, to defeat Dillian White. Okay. Again,
2: it's another brilliant fight, and um, it's a fight that I feel is is a real toss-up fight. A lot of people don't agree. A lot of people think White wins it easy. No way in the world. A lot of people saying he's even going to knock Povetkin out. That one, I cannot see for the life of me. No way does Pavicin get
1: stopped by White. I
2: can. Put nah, I on can't that. see it either. Yeah, I put anything on that.
1: Um, when White White had went White went to war, which is a, which was also another fight that I that I scored, and um. And I, I, I thought White won the first fight, and uh, I I literally literally was thinking about that fight when I made my pick. And that fight against Chisora, if he's in good shape there, he's in much worse shape now. And um, just just Pavekin's experience, he doesn't he doesn't he I haven't seen man when you watch that fight, you watch you watch Chisora and White. Just fast forward to the sixth round; these guys are miles open. Swinging bombs, missing, landing. He's landing bombs on Trusov for 12 rounds and, and didn't didn't knock him out in the first fight. It took him it took him a whole another 10 rounds, 11 rounds to knock him out in the second fight. I, I don't think that. I think that Pavekin, being a gold medalist, being a, 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 a former heavyweight world champion, I don't think that Billy White has the skill set to to knock out, let alone defeat Alexander Povetkin.
2: Yeah, I think um, not even the Chesora performance in the first fight, but when you look back at Dillian White and, you know, he's he's been the distance, obviously, last time out with a Marius whack, He's been the distance with a Robert Hellenius. They don't look great, in my opinion, on his record. You know, he's been the distance with a Dave Allen over 10 rounds, people forget. Nah, no, I just can't see him being able to stop. Um, Povekian, but we, we'll leave that one there. Um, the the last real thing I want to ask you, Hassim. Obviously, again on Twitter, you and uh, Martin Bacoli's trainer Billy Nelson seem to always always be tweeting one another. I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's love and hate <laughs> between you both. Um, what's 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 the score there? What's your thoughts on Billy Nelson as a trainer? Firstly,
1: <laughs> as a trainer, I think he's shit. <laughs> I don't think he's much of a trainer at all. I think he's a good he's a good keyboard warrior. He can type on that Twitter real good. But um, as far as the trainer, I don't know his training tactics. I don't know his training techniques. But when you go back, go back and like I said, go back and watch the Holyfield fight when Lennox was fighting Holyfield. When you watch the in between the corners, I'm a student of the game. When you watch in between the corners, Emmanuel Stewart is telling Lennox exactly what to do, exactly where the his punches and what punches are coming next, and what punches are open from what he sees from the outside. When you go and watch Billy Nelson in the corner, oh, my goodness, it's terrible. All he's saying is that you're losing this fight, man. You're losing this fight. Don't, 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 uh, don't quit on me, yeah? Like, come on, bro. You're telling, you're telling this man, this man is trying to quit in a fight, you' are telling him you're asking him why he isn't throwing punches. he's not answering you he's telling he's asking you to pull him up the fight and you take your fighter and throw him back in there with one arm i don't I don't have much respect for him as a trainer at all. That's why I have no problem saying he's shit because any trainer that throws a, a a one-handed fighter back out into the fire with the olympian. And a heavyweight at the heavyweight division, you have no, you have, you can't tell me you care about your fighter. You cannot tell me, you cannot ever convince me that Billy Nelson cares about Martin Pacola. You can't. I don't care how long a the history they have, how long they've been training together. If I'm injured and I can't go on, and my heart and pride, I've already been in the fight for seven, eight, nine rounds. You know I got the heart to fight this guy. I'm telling you, I'm injured. This is this is over. When when Vitaly did that to Chris Bird, they stopped it. They trainers cared. care. Billy Nelson took it upon himself to push that man out in the ring to the point where even the commentators were like, well, maybe somebody else is going to have to come in and stop it. They pushed they pushed uh, Bacoli out, I think, for the ninth round, and he turned back around and went to his corner like, bro, like, come on, stop the fight. Basically asking them to stop the fight. Don't want to fight. And what happened? He goes out there and now he's got a a a a, a knockout loss on his record where he could have just where he could have just retired from the stool due to an injury. That would've that would have saved face a little bit rather, rather than him going out there and getting getting stopped by Hunter. Now, if he had two arms, maybe he wouldn't have got stopped. Who knows? But that was his night to get stopped. He got stopped and it was Billy Nelson's fault. That's why I say he's a shit train
2: and you know it's not just the fact obviously if anyone's been hiding under a rock or whatever the fight we're discussing here is is Bacoli's soul loss to, to, to Michael Hunter at York Hall um, it's not just the fact though that it's in the heavyweight division it's not just the fact that you know he, he was injured it's not just the fact he was asking to quit it's not just the fact that Michael is a uh, you know a former Olympian but it's, it's also the way the fight was going it was a one sided fight from the get go um, the, the one thing though the one kind of um, the factor, the one little factor that I've got where I don't blame—that's
1: why was uh, why was Martin Bacoli up on the scorecard?
2: Yeah, that's the problem. That's the, it's almost why was he up on the scorecard? Uh, I don't want to bring
1: any, um, you know, uh, it's almost like Billy Nelson. It's almost like Billy Nelson knew that no matter what, if we got to the finish line, we're good. So I'm gonna keep throwing you out there. All you gotta do is get to the finish line. We're gonna be good. We're gonna walk away with this. It's gonna be in boxing, Gonna go down in boxing history as a as a as a robbery. But we're gonna get the win. That's how. That's what it seemed like. Billy uh, Billy uh, 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 Nelson was 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 thinking in in his in his actions in the corner. Like, all we gotta do is make it to the finish line. And that's no way to 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 treat this sport. This sport is dangerous. Michael could have killed Martin in that last round. He's taking some malicious shots. He, he there's people dying in the sport protect yourself at all times when you who you got in that fight is you and your coach that's it when you can't protect yourself your coach is supposed to protect you he didn't do none of that
2: yeah you kind of took the words out of my mouth really um you know about the the scores being as close as what they were which was just just bizarre in all honesty it it was as if someone had told him You know, someone had told him that uh, what the scores were. It was it was crazy. Like I say, he he should have been pulled out a lot, a lot earlier than the ninth round. The way that fight was going. Um, Yeah, so it's safe to say then, Hassim, that I don't think we'll see Billy Nelson in your corner at any point in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you will not see Billy Nelson work corner.
2: That's not happening. And uh, like I say, we, we've we've discussed a lot of things here. Um, one or two pieces of news I just want to quickly go over. Obviously, you know the the two Eddie Hearn um, events that have moved. We had um, Lee, uh, sorry, Lee Selby and George Cambosos Junior. That one was supposed to take place, I think, on May the ninth. Um, uh, that one's obviously been postponed now to July the 11th. Again, it, it may or may not go ahead, but it will clash with dubois Joyce, Unfortunately, for those um, w- wanting to watch, or wanting to watch both of those events, and as I mentioned as well, Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin, that one's postponed to um, to July the 4th. Also, they've had to, of course. Um, Postpone Alexander Usyk vs. Derek Chisora, May the 23rd. The original date for that, I'm not quite sure. If um, if 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 the 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 new date for that one has been announced, I don't think it has just yet. Um, a nice thing though that Eddie Hearn's come out and done—he's decided to donate tickets to the to the hospital staff, to the NHS staff over here. Um, Two hundred tickets per event for um for twelve for a twelve-month period um, to, to, to people that work in that industry. Um, that's that's going to start happening from when boxing is. Back on fully, so it's not like it started already. Um, that's that's a nice uh, a nice gesture there from Eddie Hearn. Um, yeah, that's about it really for the. In fact, there's one other piece of news. Um, Billy Joe Saunders did a uh, video. I haven't watched it, but he released this video where he was basically saying for those that are in lockdown and and stuff like that, if your wife or your girlfriend, whatever, gets on your nerves, this is how to you know this is how to deal with her. And um, he's hitting a punch bag and stuff like that. I know that he, he was, you know, clearly joking. But once again, he's gone way too far with one of his jokes. It's not the first time it's happened. It's not probably going to be the last. Unfortunately, he seems to he seems to just get a crazy kick out of taking jokes too far. It's it's, it's, it's several times now. Several times. I can't keep making excuses for him. A fantastic <laughs> fighter, but um, just. You know, a very, very, very silly to say the least. Outside of the ring, um, the sooner boxing gets back, you know, gets gets back on and stuff like that, the sooner he can get in the gym, the sooner we'll stop the the silliness from happening. But as a result of his silly video, the British Boxing Board of Control have decided to suspend his license, and there's going to be a hearing about that. A little bit harsh, but um, I just don't know what what punishment you can give him that he you know that, that that will stop him from doing this stuff because, like I say, he's been heavily fined in the past. Um, that is it, though, for the news roundup. And like I say, myself and Hassim Junior have uh, have discussed many topics there. It's been quite lengthy, a bit lengthier than than I initially thought it'd be. Um, just before I let you go, Hassim, before I bring in our, our sole guest on this week's podcast, um, if you've got anything you you want to say, just just to, to sign yourself out, take it away, my friend. It's your time.
1: I just want to say, you know, thank you to my team, to uh, my head trainer, Hashem, the Rock Rockman, former two-time heavyweight champion of the world, my sports my sports marketing team, B-Deaf. Um, I, I want to give a, a huge shout-out to anybody who follows me on any social media. My Instagram is at underscore JR. My Twitter is at underscore Hashem Rockman Jr. And um, anybody that's supporting my my chase to the world title, you got my support, and um, I will fight for you. I'll fight for you. I'll fight for us, and I'm gonna make history. And um, it's just it's, it's just a matter of time before everybody's on the, on the, on the wave. And um, I, I definitely want to send prayers out to anybody who is who is being devastated by this COVID 19. And um, just want to encourage everybody to stay safe, wash your hands, keep your hands off your face, and stay home, home until it is safe to go back outside because this is not a game. Um my good friend Travis Kaufman, uh heavyweight a world ranked contender, has COVID nineteen. He's battling it. And um we're praying for him. We're praying for everybody in the boxing community as well as across the globe. That everybody comes out of this healthy and um we, we keep the death rate we get it diminished to 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 the bare minimum. And um I, I, I just I just I can't stress enough how much my prayers are with everybody who's affected by this. And you guys, please, please wash your hands and don't touch your face. And um with that being said, protect yourself at all times. It's gold blooded, Sangre de Oro, and I'm coming. I'm coming back. So y'all stay tuned.
2: Very well said, Hassim Jr. Okay, like I say, it's now time to welcome, just before we wrap up all the talking from this week, it's now time to welcome our sole guest on this week's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the former British super middleweight champion, the undefeated Mr. Zach Parker. Zach, welcome back on the show, my man.
0: Yeah, all good, mate. Oh, yeah.
2: Very good, my friend. Very <laughs> good. So, Zach, we, we last spoke back in December 2018. Obviously, at that time, you were just coming off your win over Williams. I can't remember if you, you'd you um, been treated at that stage or not about, you know, the the, the shoulder injury. Yeah. Anyway, you only boxed the one time in 2019, obviously, a fight against Stephen Cranbert on that Taylor-Barancic undercard in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, what was it like to be a part of that card and to be out there, Zach?
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, boxing on the big shows, on TV, uh, it's always a privilege Like get on these big shows. Um, obviously, not every boxer can get on the big shows, so I'm very grateful to like, Silence and uh, for getting on these big shows. Yeah, it was good.
2: And, you know, you've kind of got to look back to 2017 for when you were last, I'd say, very active. I think five fights in that calendar year. You did box three times in 2018. Yeah. But obviously since then, you know, we mentioned you've had, you've had the injury. Um, not only that, but obviously as you move up in level, you're naturally less active anyway. But ideally, Zach, yeah. how active would you like to be, you know, injuries aside, if it was up to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously I want to be boxing all the time. This is not just like it's a job to me as well. Obviously I need the money, but um, yeah, I want to be active. I want to be uh, getting as many fights as I can. Get learn, learn. I want to be learning all the time. So yeah, I want to be uh, fighting at least like I don't know five, five times, five times a year. I reckon. Wow, nice. Obviously when the bigger fights when when the bigger fights come up, obviously you got to slow it down a bit. Yeah, either three or four depends what fights, fight it is. So. Yeah, if it's a really really hard fight, really tough fight, obviously you're going to take a bit uh, longer off. But yeah, about about four times four times a year in the big when you come up to like, the big time.
2: Yeah, well, that, that's excellent to hear that. And obviously, you know, we got to touch on your last out in a win on that Quig versus Carroll undercard. Your fight stole the show yeah, in my yeah. opinion against Rohan Murdoch. Um, just talk us through the fight. He was a lot tougher than I expected he'd be.
0: Yeah yeah it was a tough fight like he showed that he were not number one for no reason. Uh he had a good record he had what was it 24 wins 17 knockouts so yeah he weren't no weren't no mug. Uh but yeah it was a good fight. Uh I started off a bit slower. but uh, I came on really strong within like the, the fifth round and started to take over and uh got stoppage in the 11th round with big left hand in the end. But broke him down with to the body a lot. That's where, that's And he said after the fight, he said uh, uh, that uh said his both two of his ribs are in like, and he had to go hospital after. So yeah, I think he just broken that to the body and then cut, caught him to the it in the last bit. Yeah,
2: because I was gonna say if I if I had to be mean and, and if there's any critical thing I can say, it was that you did get off to a bit of a slow start. You seemed a little bit flat in the early rounds, but
0: yeah, it was, you, it was, he had like a jittery jittery thing where. He kept like or time stamps so just like working him out of it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, got him in the end.
2: Yeah, and like I say, it was that kind of fight that that you know I watched it and afterwards I just thought, Do you know what, that's that's a massive learning fight. There, um, am I right in saying that's the kind of fight? That's a perfect yeah, yeah, kind of fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely because
0: really? like, yeah, definitely because obviously you started slow and that think think I've uh, got to pick it up now and uh, put the gears uh, get into gear and get. Get get the job done in the end, but uh, yeah, big learning fight. I learnt a lot from it. Uh, obviously, I've uh, gone another 11 rounds as well, getting getting more experience going through. But yeah, it was a good fight. It was.
2: And like I say, it stole the show. It was the fight of the night. That final punch. Yeah, a
0: lot of people said that to me as well. Yeah, that
2: final punch so it it stole the show. that 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 massive left hook late on in a fight. There, yeah, yeah. that you carried the power late as well. Did you know the fight was over? I know he got back up, and credit to him. But the referee did a great job of stopping it.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was ready to keep going, but obviously in the moment you are, aren't you? You you want to get him out of there. That's what everyone like, loves to watch a box for for knockouts. But yeah, I seen he was wobbling that, and I, I've watched it. I've watched it back loads of times with like my dad and that. So yeah, I, I think ref did a good job because he was still like, unsteady on his legs. Definitely. And obviously it was in later in the rounds as well. So you get we were both tired and uh, you don't you don't know what sort of damage it's doing to you.
2: Yeah, and like I, like you pretty much said as well, the way yeah. you broke him down to the body, it was systematic. It really was. Obviously, Murdoch was ranked in that number one spot. You were ranked number two, the champion being Billy Joe Saunders. With this coronavirus delay and everything, and Billy Joe being linked with that yeah. Canelo fight, it's seeming like you're going to have to remain patient for a while. But that's surely not such a bad thing, though, Zach, because another two or so no. fights will do you the world of good before challenging that's for
0: a I, belt. I it. I get... Get a couple more fights and uh, about uh learn, keep learning. You know what I mean? I'm 25. Uh, all the top, all the top lads are like 30, 31. So yeah, I can always get a couple of learning fights, and then I'm still, but I'm still being at number one spot. I'm still, man, uh, still will be mandatory when, obviously, you finish with the big fighters if, if it happens.
2: And if it were to happen, how do you see that one playing out,
0: Zach? What with him and Canelo, yes. Billy Joe and Canelo, uh, I think a big fight. I think um, Canelo will it'll be a bit iffy at first because obviously Southport uh, it'll be a bit like it will not do, but I reckon Canelo will get him in the end. There's uh, levels above, isn't he? And uh, I think Canelo's like up up to the top tier. So yeah, I reckon Canelo will get the win. Points, yeah. In my in in my opinion. Uh, Late stoppage, maybe points. Uh, I reckon late stoppage. I reckon. Okay. I reckon he might break him that. Okay, and
2: I want to ask you as well Zach, how are you coping with this lockdown situation? Are you staying at home? What have you been up to to
0: pass time? Yeah, yeah, stay at home. Just been. I've been training that. Uh, went and got a new dog the over there. Got a little French bulldog. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's keep he's keeping me on my toes and that. But uh, yeah, i been been training that. Got trying to keep active. Yeah, but don't want to stay indoors all all day. Otherwise, you'd lose your head, wouldn't you? So,
2: What's the dog's yeah, name?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it ain't even too bad. Uh, Arthur. Oh,
2: wicked. <laughs> you
0: know, like off Peaky Blinders, Arthur.
2: Okay, wicked, wicked. Shout yeah. out
0: to I've got, I've got a, I've got a little Frenchie and I've got a English, bull, uh, like a British Bulldog. Okay. Uh, his name's Elvis.
2: <laughs> oh, wicked, wicked wicked
0: yeah, so. so in
2: this time of panic Zach the million dollar question how many toilet rolls have you got in the bathroom <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I got my mum's uh, sort of shopping out but I think we got quite a few to be fair you know when everyone started panic buying, my mum was like oh we're not going to have any and to go around, so I, she, had to, she had to go and stock up, you know what I mean? <laughs> You'd rather have it and then no one wouldn't have otherwise be on newspaper or something. <laughs> that's that's
2: what I'm saying. All these we, we're all laughing at all these people going and buying loads of it and now we're all sitting here I scrambling and trying to get it ourselves. They're sitting at home laughing at us now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I went I went to shop today, to be fair, and obviously they're letting only a certain amount of people in so they they ain't panic by anymore. There's it's literally got effing like all the meats all the toilet so it ain't too bad now nah. excellent
2: excellent all right zach listen just before i let you go my friend if you've got any closing words if there's anything you want to say whatsoever to our listeners before we let you go now's the time to do so
0: uh just i uh, hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast and uh hopefully i'll get some more big fights for you get some more knockouts
2: absolutely listen zach it's yeah. always great speaking with you my friend thank you for your time we hope sure, that man. once this pandemic has come to an end that we'll see you continue to reach your potential god bless.
0: Yeah, cheers, mate. say you later.
2: Okay, and this wraps up episode 233 of the Box Hard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey Coastman. I've been joined by the undefeated heavyweight slash cruiserweight prospect, Hassim Reckman Jr., for the duration of the show. Um, Please let me know what you thought of this week's podcast. Would you like to hear Hassim Reckman Jr. more often on the pod? Let me know. Talking of co-hosts, though, that reminds me, we're going to do a t-shirt competition for a Box Hard t-shirt. All you've got to do is send me a direct message on Twitter or Instagram at Box hard Podcast with as many co hosts um, as you can name that have co hosted podcasts with myself over the years. Once again, that is um, uh, to, to DM me with as many co hosts as you can remember that have been on the Box hard Podcast. Um, the person that listens the most wins a t-shirt, it's as simple as that I'd like to give a massive thank you to our sole guest on this week's podcast, the undefeated former British champion Mr. Zach Parker um, and to his manager Neil Marsh for helping set the interview up, once again if you, if you want us to discuss any topics on next week's show, if you've got any suggestions whatsoever, send them to us on Twitter or if you want to nominate a boxer for an interview on next week's show tweet us on Twitter and tag them we're trying our absolute best to keep pumping out content, keep pumping out podcasts each week despite the global pandemic but that is about everything from myself thank you all for listening once again and we shall see you all again next week